Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1233 to Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Brendan Escott's back at the 630 Chad Studios. Mark Spector's going to join us momentarily, but not before I read a text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, how about the co-host on the show yesterday, that would have been Brendan, that mentioned that most of the Oilers' wins came against backup goalies. Didn't even bother to mention that we played our backup goalie most of the year. If you didn't know this was that an Oilers' That was Cody. Hometown. Don't bury me under the bus. That was okay, Cody on that did, comment. <laughs> let me... Let me finish, Brendan. If you didn't know this uh, was an Oilers hometown show, you wouldn't think it was uh, an Oilers hometown show. Here's the thing about Oilers now. Uh, you're not going to agree with everything that gets said, and you know what? It's a legitimate point. The Oilers have faced a lot of backups this year. It's also a legitimate point to say, hey, FYI, uh, Edmonton's been in a situation where they've started uh, their backup. Sorry, who was, who was on the show with you that's, that brought this up? Brendan, was that Reed or? No, <laughs> Cody was on. He suggested, because there was a texture that had commented in that uh, oh. a lot of the wins had come against backup goaltenders, and there you go. Well, Miko no, you know what? technically is the Oilers' like, backup goaltender. It is a legitimate point, but you got to beat the teams you, you, that you play. You know, you, you don't get half a win just because they start their backup. That's just how it works. So, you know what? The team's 9-1, and one, and... Um, the standards get arisen, and we're going to discuss this with Mark Spector momentarily. Uh, Mark Spector brought to you Tuesdays and Fridays and Oilers now by the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bid racing returns to Century Mile Racetrack on December 4th. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. We go off to the River Cree Resort and Casino. Spec, how you doing? Good. I'm just playing back in my mind. I mean, they, they beat Demko in Vancouver. They beat Markstrom in Calgary. They beat Hart in Philly. Do they beat Gibson in Anaheim, right? Well, I, I wish they'd beaten Hurt and Philly, but as you know, oh, uh, did, that was the, I should change my that was they the one. Yeah, they faced Hurt and Philly. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't. I have. I, I guess my point would be this, Bob. Let's let's actually verify before we continue to talk about them playing all these backups. Have they really played all these backups? <laughs> I'd have to do the math on that. Well, I, I knew that Georgiev, I knew Thursday night that Georgiev was starting for the Rangers against the Oilers, so that's a backup. They got the number three goalie from Nashville, uh, Connor Ingram. They got the number three goalie for Seattle, right? Uh, that was Decord uh, because of injuries and such. They went against Demko, who was brilliant. You were there, Mark, in Vancouver. That might have been the best goaltending performance I've seen in a loss all year. Like, he was awesome in that game. Edmonton should have pumped. I think they've seen Demko twice this year, have they not? Yeah. Mark, that game in Vancouver, the Oilers should have scored five or six. That's the best game Edmonton's played all season. They were they were a wagon. They were just rolling the lines nonstop. Hart got the start for Philly. Laner, the number one goalie for Vegas, got the start, and Koskinen outdueled him in that game. Um, I got news for you. This goaltender for I got a call today yeah, from one of the best guy. 
right now he's their best guy and I got a I got a call from someone in the know saying, no, no, no on Flurry. The guy the Oilers got to go get is a guy out of Arizona if they're going to add a goalie. This guy's a hell of a goalie. And, and by the way, the guy that called me, let's just say Hall of Fame guy knows something about goaltending. Okay? He called me just out of the blue. I hadn't heard from him in months. Uh, Stoller started for Anaheim. So Gibson did not get the start for Anaheim. And then they, and then Demko and Markstrom got the first two starts of the year. So, you know. They played 10 games. How many first stringers did they play? Okay, well, now I'll work the other way from the start of the year. So, Demko, Markstrom. Demko, Markstrom, we're going to call Vizmelka the number one goalie for Arizona. Leonard, that's four. Uh, Hart is five. Demko is six. So in six of the ten starts this year, they've seen, they've faced the other team's number one goalie, Mark. So, I mean, just like so many things in our world today, that someone notices that they faced a few backups and and they just throw it out there. All they've ever faced is a whole bunch of backups. And then we have to realize, actually, in the six out of the ten games, they faced a starter. So, you know, you just have to verify, right? Everybody gets backups once in a while. And I think... Uh, the, I think the Brendan's point the texter was making was, and I didn't, I was in the air, we're going to bring Brendan in. Brendan, did Cody mention that Koskinen had, had basically started uh, eight of the Oilers' ten games this season and he was supposed to be the backup at the start of the year? I think if Cody didn't mention that, a texter later on certainly okay. did. So yeah. that was acknowledged too. Okay, there we go. So and, and, and here's the thing. Like Mark, you can you can go ahead and text us anytime and criticize aspects of the show. Like that's that that comes with the territory when you host a show called Oilers Now. Uh-huh. It's tougher to criticize it, it's funny, like there's there's certain sacred cows. Like one guy who has become a sacred like Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been a sacred cow for a large percentage of the fan base. We had one guy, Chris and Victoria, that was hard on R and H. But the majority of the Texers to the show loved Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And now we have a guy who has become who's just become beloved in oil country to the point that he's got frankly one of the most awesome nicknames of all time the bison king that is a funny like that is like and then he and then he takes it to the nth degree because he goes out and dresses as the bison king for halloween i mean that that photo that appeared yesterday you know we're sitting there flying on the i was i laughed for 10 minutes straight that's i mean he had his dog dressed up it doesn't get any better than that mark <laughs> no, and he's a, you know, it is fun, right? The city's embraced the, this kid, Pulley and this bison thing, and, and he's embraced it back. He's all over it. He's wearing the bison outfit with a little crown, like, uh, you know, it's it's really, there's, there's genuine interaction there, right? There's a guy who's interacting with the fans. The fans love him. He loves the fans. And it only works because he's such a good player. You know, if he was a fifth-line player, it wouldn't be near as much fun as, as Jesse Pugliarvi's turned into, which is the best right winger on this hockey team. Yeah, Mark, I mentioned the starting lineup the last time these two teams played. Somebody said, well, Bob, don't forget what happened. I know what happened because you were there, Mark, in the morning, and I looked at you and Maddie and said, I remember watching Detroit in the morning skate and watching the Oilers. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> That's what I said to you. I'm like, oh man, we got a slow lineup today, right? Because yeah, McDavid played with Dry right? and Cassian. 
Yeah. was RNH was with Jujar Kera and Gagne. That was the order's second line in that game. Haas was in between Neil and Chason, and Sheehan was between Yurcho and Patrick Russell, uh, because Archibald was out. And I just rem- I remember looking at you guys going, they got to bring up Yamamoto now. Like they got to get more speed, more quickness in the lineup. This is, and sure enough, that night they were slow working into the game. They had a good third period to get back into it, but Detroit won three one with an empty netter, and the Oilers' power play wasn't at the point at that stage that it would finish the year at, where it just kept on getting better and better. Mark, mm-hmm. and look at the team. Look at the team. I mean, they have Pulleyarvi and Hyman and Fogel and Ryan all in their top nine now and I mean they got three guys on that team that were forwards that aren't even in the NHL anymore and two guys that had to go get PTOs chase on Neil. Edmonton's got a way better team on paper and the meetings between these two teams over the last two years illustrates that point Mark yeah, and it's. I think we're seeing, for sure. We also they're better on paper coming into the season, and now you're watching them play through ten games, and maybe it's not just on paper, right, Bob? <laughs> maybe they're just a better team. So, uh, you know, and this is this is, you know, I'll say this: there was a lot of concern that Ken Holland had lost his touch and didn't know what he was doing at the end of Detroit. And I'm watching the guy build this team, and you know, this first year he just took what was left over, and he had no cap room, and he added a bunch of $1 million guys and maybe half of them hit and half didn't. And the next year, he basically did the same thing and some of them hit and some didn't. And I think he's displayed that in this first summer with some cap space and the ability to make some meaningful change, right? Not just a bunch of one-year deals, but, you know, the Fogel deal, the Hyman deal, bringing in Ryan, um, you know, I, I bring it in Keith. I think we've seen a pretty good, you know, he took a few swings to the plate this summer and so far, those swings look like they all uh, were somewhere between, you know, doubles and triples at this point. Well, they're nine and one, Mark, and uh, they got—I mean—they're the number one team in in the Western Conference at this stage. This is a five-game road trip, by the way, and I know Jack Michaels pointed this out on Twitter today. Jack and Louie and uh, Gene and Mac T have got the uh, television call of uh, tonight's game, and uh, it'll be Cam Moon, myself, Rob Brown, and Reed Wilkins with the radio. The Oilers have won 10. They've actually, Mark, in my opinion, they play a more consistent game on the road than they do at home for whatever reason. It's like they just go out and play. They've won 10 straight road games, Mark, dating to last year. Yeah, yeah they have. And what's Connor McDavid at now? About a 17 or 18 game point streak going back to last year? Yeah, I tweeted it out earlier in the week. Yeah. I'll have to, I can One maybe two, pull it I up here. remember, but they scored a power play goal in every game. I mean, listen, the day is going to come where they get shut out or they score one goal. I mean, that's, that's yeah. it's just an inevitability, but but uh, I'll tell you what, you know, it's the old saying, Bob, you can't make the playoffs in October and November, but you can sure lose your spot in the playoffs in October and November. And, you know, Edmonton has not done the latter. They've, they've positioned the themselves nicely, clearly uh, they've got, you know, they've got 18 out of their first 20 points. Uh, that's pretty darn good when you look at, you know, building, just building a cushion for when things do go a little sour, building a cushion for when someone important gets hurt for a week. You know, they've got a cushion here they've built, and, and there's no reason to stop building it now. They're going pretty good. Mark, dating back to last season, Connor McDavid has points in 18 consecutive regular season games. He's got 13 goals and 43 points in those 18 games. Uh, you know, we can, he's almost averaging over the, over the last 
66 right so last two seasons he's i think he's at 1.92 points per game <laughs> over the last like like it's just I, I should be able to. Yeah, he's got 127 points, Mark, in his last 66 games. So if he had two well, points per game, he'd have to 150 this year, Bob. You know, that was sort of the outlandish number we all threw out at the start of the year. Like, you well, can't get 150 points in a season, can you? And at this point, I don't know, maybe you can. <laughs> 150 point season, like. Now, remember yeah. when Gretzen, oh, Gretz used to get 200 points back in his day, but 150 today. I'd like to know the last time someone had 150 points in an 82 game season. I'll bet you I think the last guy to do would be Mario. I yeah. would think he'd go back to Mario, yeah. Here's another one for you, Mark. Uh, you were the man that penned a piece after Edmonton lost to Chicago. And you didn't say that the sole reason they lost is because their top offensive guys didn't play no. good enough defense. Though, I certainly let the listeners know that I, you know, position it. Anyways, yep. <laughs> yes, you're often full of crap, and I'm the first guy to mention that, but as am I occasionally. Since the start of last season, Leon Dreisaitl leads the NHL in plus-minus at plus-41, and power play goals with 19. And, of course, I had the hardcore analytics types lecture me on Twitter. Oh, you stupid idiot. Plus, minus doesn't mean anything. Don't you know anything? The point is those are kind of mutually exclusive things to be leading uh, the league in. You Often guys that end up leading the league in power play goals, they get uh, dropped down a bit on plus, minus because they're on the ice for four or five shorties during that stretch. So he's leading the league in power play goals, and oh, by the way, he's leading the league in plus minus. And the irony is that the analytics would actually suggest he, McDavid should have superior analytics to him because McDavid's had a better Corsi and Fenwick over the last couple of years. So either Leon's really efficient when it gets, when he gets a chance to score, or maybe there's things like score effects that play factor in the shot metrics, where the shots come from that need to be found. I think this is part of Dave Tippett's things too. Like the Letters, Mark, Edmonton comes into tonight's game. They've actually moved up to 28th in the league in shots against. And Dave Tippett doesn't buy the shots against. He's like, a dump-in doesn't count. I'd like you to get to comment on that if you could. Well, that's that's the one stat that fits out there. I mean, there's two things here. You know, the, let's just go back. You, we joke about that column to this day that I wrote. But what I wrote was... For this team to be a really good team and succeed and challenge for Stanley Cups, their two best players are going to have to get way better defensively. It wasn't, we lost, you lost to Chicago because of that. It's, if you want to get where you're going, that's what has to happen. And we've clearly watched both guys be better at face-offs, way better defensively. You just listed the stats. So those two guys said this as much and have done, they've displayed it. They're both way better players defensively. And, you know, the shots against are sort of the last. If you're looking for a negative stat, sure, you can go on the NHL site and find that stat. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, to me, I, I'm more of a, they're, they're, I usually go to the natural stats trick and look for uh, scoring chances against. And even that's subjective because someone's at home scoring those things. I get it. But I prefer to see where your team is in scoring chances against than shots against because Dave Tippett's right. There's lots of shots. I love his line where he says, some shots should be called a turnover, not a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's with, – with goalies today, you shoot from outside the, the – on the far side of the circle on Jacob Markstrom or, or Thatcher Demko. It is a turnover, right? It's a shot you should never 
never take. So I'm not sure that we love that stat any more shots against. It tells you something. It tells you something, but it doesn't tell you everything. I think scoring chances and high-danger scoring chances tell you a lot more. All right. Well, we're, we're going to further illustrate this point a little bit. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, officiating in an NFL game because yeah, something occurred last night that yeah. I'm going to tell you, it's got some people not ticked off. It might have some people tipped off. So just keep that in consideration. Oh, yeah. And we got to talk about the game that was played Friday night at Rogers Place in Edmonton and the goal of the year. All that coming up still with Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. You're listening to Oilers Now. It's 1249 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from Detroit. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 1251 in Edmonton. Uh, we're going to pick up on the Certainty Pro of the Week contest. For all you renovation pros out there, it's time to announce last week's results. The person is Frederick Allaire. Congratulations, Frederick. You've been selected as a potential winner of a $500 gift card courtesy of Certainty Pro Materials. You'll be contacted soon. Who will be next? Just go to proalloway.ca for details and full rules. We'll be announcing contest results every Tuesday right here on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan S. Scott with you along with Mark Specter, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. We'll tell you that guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates too. Bruce Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. And we should also pass along the note that we got a great Oilers Now roadie coming up to the city of Seattle to watch the Oilers play the Kraken. This package includes a game ticket. We're going to have a welcome reception when you get there to Seattle with myself and special guests. Plus, see the Seahawks host the 49ers Sunday night football. For the Oilers Now Seattle road trip, call New West Travel, 780-432-7446. Go online at newwesttravel.com. Bringing back aboard Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta Live Standard Racing, uh, Standard Bread Racing, Turning to Century Mile December the 4th. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Hey, Spec, we should do a shout-out. Dave's Drive, the fourth annual, God rest his soul, starts for Dave Semenko's Dave's Drive, and it's something near and dear to your heart with the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation. Yeah, and the Community Foundation and, and Sports Central are teaming up on this thing on Dave's Drive. And, uh, you know, I want to say this to people uh, over the pandemic, uh, over at Sports Central, just there few days three days ago and you know people have cleaned out their garages and really spent a lot of time at home that normally wouldn't spend and kids haven't been playing hockey ball right the last couple of years there's been a lot less sports going on soccer hockey all those things so what's it's resulted in we have a massive glut of equipment boxes and boxes and boxes and what we're trying to do is find kids to give it to right now so the first thing you can do for dave's drive and sports central is is if you know anybody out there who is in need who wants to play sports maybe their parents or the economy's not good through the pandemic and maybe they don't think they can afford to play hockey this year well come see us we'll get you set up and you'll have kids on the ice on the soccer pitch on the basketball court we promise you we got enough gear for everybody and you know it's, this is this get together with the community foundation while they do a lot of good work and dave Semenko. We all knew Dave was such an awesome guy. I was talking to his son, Jason, today. Uh, he's the kind of guy that we'd love to put his face on this drive. 
if you can if you can buy a 50-50 during the next two Oilers games, uh, Sports Central is the designated charity for those two games. So if you if you want to, you know, they're giving away a really nice sled with the uh, 50-50 set. I think you have to buy before seven or seven thirty. And there's just a lot of ways to help. And Dave's uh, family's been nice enough to to help us put his face on this thing and the community foundation and Natalie Minkler and everybody's done a great job and down at Sports Central we're just trying to get kids in the game Bobby so anyway anyone out there can help uh, you know where to find us Kevin Lowe uh, will be the official ambassador for the third year in a row. That's great. Again, the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation, 50-50. It opens 9 a.m. daily. To learn more about Dave's Drive, please visit sportscentral.org backslash Dave's Drive or click donate to make a cash donation. There you go. All right, speaking of Kevin Lowe, yeah, we'll tease it a little bit more at 12.55 at Edmonton. That was a lot of fun on Friday. I just want to circle back because somebody's out. What do you mean, Stoffer? You got something to explain about the numbers. Here's a little secret, okay, as to how you can factor in how different teams play and why numbers get skewered. So Calgary, Calgary's got, they got a good team. If you listen to the show, I told you all fall, they would be a good team. They'd be able to shut it down. There was no way Markstrom was going to be 904. But Calgary puts a lot of pucks to the net. Okay. They're going to have a, amongst the best shot differential. They're also going to suppress shots defensively because that's how Daryl Sutter plays. When you have a team with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, they don't always put pucks to the net. Those guys are trying to create a higher-grade scoring opportunity. So when you have players with the more elite talent, sometimes you have to look at their shot four totals a little bit and and fundamentally understand, you know what, McDavid and Drysaddle, they, like defensemen, pass up shots when those guys are on the ice. You know why they pass up shots? Because they're trying to get McDavid and Drysaddle a puck because those guys can make plays that other guys can't. Does that make sense, Speck? There, is there too much logic? What do you think? Yeah, no, no, there's no question that, that the Oilers have become a little more high, highly selective as shooters. I, I go back to, you know, you and I and a lot of our listeners go back to the whole Russian team. They never shot the puck, right? But when they did, like, uh, we weren't keeping shooting percentage back in the, in the days of the uh, KLM line, right? But had we been, I'll bet you theirs was really high. So, uh, no, you make you make a point. I mean, I'll say this to you: when the orders when Drysdale and McDavid are on the same line, then you have three other, you know, fivesomes out there that could put some shots to the goal, but that are uh, directing more pucks to the goal and take the right. puck more to the net, which is why Foglin Hyman became that much more important guys to bring in. Right. Yeah. There you go. So you know what? It's a stat. Uh, it tells you something. Like all stats, it doesn't tell you everything, Bob. The only stat that Mark? tells you everything is the real easy one to look up. It starts with a W. That's the stat that tells you everything. Nine and one. And I got criticized for mentioning twice in the first half hour of the show the orders were nine and one. Because people are going to look for a negative anyway. And again, 90% of the texters are, you know, fairly open and receptive to the position Edmonton's in, which is a good position. 35-13 were the shots Montreal Canadiens against the Central Red Army on New Year's Eve 1975 in a game that many consider one of the greatest games ever played. So, there you have it.
for what it's worth. Uh, yeah, 12.57 in Edmonton. When we come back, we're going to talk about what happened Friday night. We're going to talk about how the fans helped the Oilers. We're going to talk about the Oilers getting in another gear and then a guy scoring one of those goals. And a little bit about officiating coming up as well after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.